Shopify helped businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. We're an Instacart family. Oh my goodness, we saved so much time with same-day grocery delivery. So we joined Instacart Plus. And now we're saving more money. We get unlimited free delivery on orders over $35. 5% credit back on pickup. And a family account to shop together. Did you know members save $460 a year when they order at least once a week? I do now. See how much you'll save. Visit instacartplus.com for two weeks free. Average savings exclude membership fee. Individual savings may vary. Credit back excludes alcohol. Paid membership auto renewed. Additional terms apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Them 11 o'clockers, they eating right now, but you, you came because you said we eating after church. So let me get you this spiritual food first so then you can go get you some natural food. In the building and online, lift your Bibles. Let's make our confession of faith together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak to us on this day of resurrection. And I pray that this not just be an event. But I pray this be our lifestyle. We expect sudden, fast-forward movement in every area of our lives. Whatever it was yesterday, it's being sprung forward today. Whatever it was in the first quarter, it's being sprung forward in the second quarter. Whatever it was on April 8th, it's being sprung forward on April 9th. And for that, we say thank you. 915, I need to hear the worship of some people that are springing forward right there. Come on, 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 just touch somebody's shoulder close to you. Say sudden, fast, forward, movement. Effective immediately. Hallelujah. Come on, grab a seat. Let's go to work. So this month, our series is called How to Spring Forward, not just because you're in the spring month, but we're also in the spring biblical feast. Hear me. The purpose of this series is to teach you not to be stuck nor stagnant in any area of your life. I need you to speak. Now, remember, I already taught you Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of their tongue. So you're not just coming to sit and listen or watch and listen. I got to need you to participate. Uh, this is a participation sport. This is participatory. Why? Because every time you open your mouth and say something, you're about to see something. We are created in the image and the likeness of God. And the Bible says in Genesis that God, everything that he created, what did he do? He spoke it and then he saw that it was good. And for some of you, you are about to create some things with your mouth. And you're about to see it manifest in your life. And you're going to look at it and say, oh, that's good. I need you to be prepared to see exactly what you say, to possess exactly what you proclaim. So this series is to make sure you're not stuck and to make sure you're not stagnant. Say this with me. Say, I'm springing forward. Come on, 915. Say it like an army. Say, I'm springing forward. Sunday, I taught you this. Last Sunday, I taught you that the spring feasts are springing you forward because the Bible isn't based off of what we call the Gregorian calendar, named after Pope Gregory the 13th, which goes from January to December. The Bible is based on the Hebrew calendar, and in that Hebrew calendar, there are seven major feasts. Online, drop a seven in the comments. In the building, say seven. 
Seven is the biblical number of shalom. It's the biblical number of completion. What does this mean? Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. So in these seven feasts, this is when heaven is going to interrupt your status quo. What is your status quo? God says, the way you've been doing life, I'm about to interrupt that. The way you've been doing your marriage, I'm about to interrupt that. The way you've been doing family, I'm about to interrupt that. The way you've been doing ministry, come on here, I'm about to interrupt that. The way you've been doing life, I'm about to interrupt that. And I tell you in advance, I'm going to do it during the feast. I need you to make this declaration and say, heaven's invading right now. Oh, for some of you, your doctor's report is going to shift during the spring feast. Your financial report is going to shift during the spring feast. I'm not just saying something to get you excited. I'm declaring that God has already preordained this time for you to have sudden fast forward movement. Open your mouth, say, I'm springing forward. Now, there are four spring feasts. There are three in the fall, four spring feasts. You are in the midst of one already. And all of the spring feasts represent sudden fast forward movement. Now, if you haven't gotten that phrase yet, I'm going to need you to catch that phrase. It, it rep, they represent sudden fast forward movement. Sudden means it came out of nowhere. Some of you about to get an email out of nowhere. You're about to get a text out of nowhere. You're about to get an opportunity you applied for months ago and it's about to open up for you out of you're about to get approved for an automobile out of Y'all not say that person that did you dirty is about to apologize. You weren't even expecting an apology anymore because you moved on, but it's about to come out of nowhere. Sudden. Not only is it sudden, but it's fast, which means whatever information you get is going to require you to move fast. Whatever information you receive is going to require you to hurry up. This is why I'm so glad that you didn't give up. I'm so glad that you stayed ready so that when your sudden fast forward movement shows up, you don't have to get ready because you're already already. This is why God had you working on things. And you're like, why am I even working on this? Because God says there's going to come a spring feast that's going to give you sudden fast forward movement. And I need you to pack lightly because you're about to be here, there, and everywhere. But some of you, I need you to go get your passport because you're about to get sent for it. And it's going to be sudden fast forward movement. Please, 915, don't make me beg you to speak this over your own life. Say sudden fast forward movement. Now, with these feasts, we see them in Leviticus chapter 23, verse number 5. The first is called the Lord's Passover. Say Passover. This was this past Wednesday. We're in the midst of that now. It is the Hebrew exodus from Egypt. After 430 years and 10 no's, 10 denials, 10 delays, because Moses goes to ask Pharaoh 10 times, God says, let the people go. And you want to know what's crazy, 915? It was God that made Pharaoh say no. What if I told you every no, God was behind it? What if I told you every delay, God was behind it? What if I told you every denial, God was behind it? Why? To make you persist and to make sure that every ounce of punk in you came up out of you. What do you mean, Bishop? See, when I say punk, I mean give up and throw in the towel. But you sit next to somebody that's been through hell and back and they have not given up yet. For every survivor in this building and online, I need to hear what the sound of a survivor is like. That you should have died, but you're still here. Should have lost everything, but you're still here. Should have committed suicide, but you are still here. Look at somebody say, you're a whole survivor. You're a after 10 delays, 10 no's, 10 disappointments, overnight, come on, overnight. In fact, the Bible says that God told Moses, God told Moses, he says, keep your clothes on. He said, get in the bed, and when you get in the bed, I want you to have all your clothes on. Well, that's me. He says, well, y'all remember the day bed? <laughs> uh, 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 that's not what they call it. What do they call these? That's a day bed, slave bed, whatever, the bed. Listen, y'all remember the bed. Look, look at me. Look at me, look at me, look at me. He told Moses, he said, Moses, I want you to do something crazy. Everybody look at me, 915. I want you to do something crazy. I want you to get in the bed with all your clothes on. I want you to get in the bed with your shoes on. I want you to get in the bed and have your walking stick with you. I need you to have everything ready so that when you get your sudden fast forward movement, watch me, you don't have to get ready because you were already ready. See, for some of you, you're about to find out why you went to go get that degree. Mm. It's because something's about to open up for you that required that. For some of you, you're about to figure out why you've been living where you've been living, why you have to deal with what you have to deal with. It's because things are about to open up for you. And you're about to get a call in the middle of the night just like Moses did. And literally, they, they shook Moses. Come here. They shook Moses, please. They shook Moses while Moses was in the bed sleep. And they said, Moses, get up. Pharaoh wants you. 
I need you to touch somebody next to you. Say, you're about to get a call. You're about to get shaken. Say your first name, 915. Say, favor wants you. Say, opportunity wants you. Say, breakthrough wants you. Say, blessing wants you. After 430 years, they make the exodus from Egypt. And the Bible says that they do it overnight. <laughs> this is why I have you say things like 24 hours and sudden fast forward movement. Because for some of you, you've been waiting on stuff to change for years. For some of you, you said, God, I didn't pray about this. And every time I thought it's about to happen, didn't happen. It's about to happen, didn't happen. It's about to happen, didn't happen. It's about to happen, didn't time. Well, why did God make them wait 10 times? Say why, Bishop? Because 10 is the biblical number of divine perfection, which means God says, I'm perfecting some things about you because I told you in Psalms, I will perfect those things that concern you. Even if I got to perfect you, which means I'm teaching you something every no you get. I'm teaching you something every disappointment you get. Is there anybody in the building or online besides me? Well, if you look back over your life, you can say in the moment it didn't feel good. But when I look back on it, it was working. For my good. It is the Hebrew exodus from Egypt. Now, in, with Jesus, it is Jesus' crucifixion. So watch me. Suddenly, all of a sudden, things shift for the Hebrews. Thousands of years later, 2,000 years ago for us, it is Jesus' crucifixion. And they crucified him. They betrayed him. They beat him beyond recognition as a man. Watch me. And he did it for you. So when we celebrate this time, I need you to think about the fact that you have a God that is so concerned with you that he inconvenienced himself, that he would allow himself to take the punishment that you and I should have received. Why? Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. I know you think I'm a good person, but guess what? Your good ain't good enough on your own. I know you think, well, I don't, you know, I treat people nice. Yeah, but you still got some stanker lank ratchet ways too. I wish there were some real people in this building and the line that could say, I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I am not where I used to be. And the only reason I'm making progress is because of the blood. The only reason I'm different is because of the blood. Where are the people at the 915 that can say, hey, what happened to me this week? Happened to me a year ago. I would have snapped, crackled, and popped. But God. You ever somebody say, but God, but God. So Jesus' crucifixion. He had you and I on his mind. That's the first of the spring feast. And the second is known as the Feast of Unleavened Bread. This feast, they had to leave Egypt so fast, they didn't have time to fully prepare the bread. In other words, what they were trying to complete, God did not let them complete because the assignment was complete. For some of you, you're trying to get closure to the friendship. God says, nope, everything you needed to do is done. So I'm going to put a period on it quickly. And they're going to quit you, watch me, overnight. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. He said, watch me, watch me, watch me. Uh, remove leaven, which is error or sin. So check this out. They had to move so quickly that the bread didn't have time to rise. So this is known as the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now, check this out. For you and I today, what does this mean? That Jesus, when they crucified him, he had no leaven. What does that mean? He had no sin. He had no error. There was nothing found wrong with him. Look at me. God is perfect. And even if you and I don't understand his decisions, if you look back, you'll see that his decision was Oh, my God. Come on, 915. Say his decision was perfect. It oh, he knew exactly what you could handle. It didn't feel good while you were in it, but his decision was perfect. So what do we do during the Feast of Unleavened Bread? We're to self-reflect and we're to self-correct. Look at me. You are not as on it as you think you are. Oh, I hope you ain't sitting next to somebody that's deceived and deluded themselves into thinking that they got it all together. Where are the people that can in this building and the line be honest? I know I don't have it all together, which is why I need you. Because some days I want to... Uh -uh, I need to make sure I got some real people in this building. Is there anybody where you love the Lord, but sometimes, some days, you have some. Uh, look, look at your neighbor and say, I know all about that. I know all about that. I love the Lord, but sometimes I want to cut us. Okay, yeah. You love the Lord, but somebody, you want to speak to people in known tongues loudly. 
so you can tell them just how trifling they are. Uh, Say, Lord, help me self-reflect and self-correct. Now pay attention. When Jesus was going through his worst moment, he was by himself. Pay attention. When you are self-reflecting and self-correcting, God will allow you to go through moments of isolation. He will allow you to go through moments where you feel by yourself. Is there anybody beside me in the building online where you, you, you got people around you, but there's oftentimes, especially lately, you just felt like it's just you. Wait a minute, wait a minute, online, wait a minute. Can I tell you, that's not punishment. That is preparation so that you can see yourself properly. Because you'll never be able to self-reflect and self-correct if you have a crowd that's always giving their opinions about what you need to do. You'll never self-reflect and self-correct if you've got a bunch of people that are distracting you from yourself. I need you to lift your hands with no music and thank God, right through thank God for the moments he has you feeling like it's just you. Go, go. 915, open your mouth and worship. Go, right there. Oh no, I need to hear a sound where you can thank God right there. For the moments that he has you isolated and it feels like it's just you. Come on, tell him, tell him, tell him. Say, Lord, thank you for helping me see myself. Verse 8. The next, the next of the feast, the next of the feast, and during the feast, the scripture says that we're to present an offering by fire. On three, shout fire. One, two, three. Come on, I got to get the temperature up. On three, shout fire. One, two, three. So, so Leviticus 23 and 8, during these spring feasts, Bible says you're to present an offering by fire. So this is why I've been teaching you that during the feast, we sow sacrificially. Um, uh, fire, when it touches something, it never goes back to being the way that it used to be. Fire, when it touches something, it, make, it changes the composition of a thing. Fire will be used to burn off negative, to only keep that which can survive the fire. Let's just go right here for a moment. I'm so glad for every fire God let set in your life so that you can see who wasn't really with you in the first. You never know who's really with you until there's a fire. And when there's a fire, you're going to figure out who can't stand the heat. I'm so glad God dismissed the lightweights out of your life so that the people who are still in your life are the people that can stand the heat. Elbow somebody say, don't go chasing nobody. Say, everybody you need is already present let's go so so we sow sacrificially during this time what happened 2,000 years ago is Jesus sowed himself he gave the greatest sacrifice he didn't send an angel he didn't send a person he sowed himself he gave you his best which was himself this is why when it comes to God hear me don't be a lukewarm type of Christian where you only give God your leftovers be the type that gives God your best which means even if I don't feel like it I do it because this is bigger than my feelings he deserves my best even if I don't want to do it it's not about what I want to do it's because God deserves my best now I'm going to give you an opportunity in the building online to give him your best sacrifice of praise now some of you may sit there and do nothing so guess what if you don't give him your best why you expect him to give you his best but the least I could do after everything he's done I'm not gonna let a rock cry out I'm not gonna let somebody else on my row if you are grateful on three release a sacrifice of praise one two three go Hallelujah. 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 Fist bump somebody say, you owe him praise. You owe him. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Let's go. Verse 10. Verse 10. The first fruits. This is the third of the spring feast. That's today. Say today. The feast of first fruits says that whatever the first is, so goes the rest. Jesus is our first fruit. So what does this mean? Everything he is, so are we. You see this principle echoed over and over throughout the scripture. Jesus said, greater works than these that I have done shall you do. Which means, God says, you're looking at me and I'm looking at you saying do more. You don't even have a clue who you're sitting next to. 
You ain't sitting next to a bum. You're not sitting next to somebody that's a loser. You're not chatting online or watching online with somebody that's a failure. I had some failures, but I'm not one. You've had some losses, but you're not a loser. You are sitting next to a line crosser. Let's go. A boundary breaker, a history maker, a curse breaker, and everything Jesus is, we are. So because he resurrected, guess what you can do? Because he dealt with betrayal, guess what you can do? Deal with betrayal. Because he was able to do well, guess what you can do? You can do well. Anything I see him do, I can do because he is my first fruit. Then finally, verse 16, it's called the Feast of Pentecost, or the Day of Pentecost. That's 50 days from Passover. Say, these are the spring feasts, and these are springing me forward. Now, on, in Wednesday's message, I talked to you this. It's supposed to feel like that. Because sometimes in the midst of sudden fast-forward movement, uh, it, it's, even though it's good news, which the, another term for good news is the gospel, sometimes it doesn't feel good, even though the fact is that it is good. I'm going to say it again because you missed it. Sometimes, say S-F-F-M. It doesn't always feel good, even though the fact is that it is good. Because guess what? After 430 years of Egyptian bondage, watch me, you're excited to be free, but now this means you have to leave the comforts of what you knew. Y'all ain't going to talk. Even though we're excited Jesus is paying the price for our, our sins and he's dying so that we can have life and life more abundantly, there's something that he's got to go through that doesn't feel good to him and it doesn't feel good to his people because for three days they're in despair thinking I just wasted three years of my life. I need you to hear me 915. You have not wasted one moment. You have not wasted one thing you've done. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 8, knowing that any good thing we do, we will receive the same back from the Lord. And for some of y'all, I came to announce to you it's payback time. I, I ain't talking to everybody, but I know I'm talking to me and a few other people. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, it's payback time. Hear me, 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 hear me. Sometimes, even though it is good news, it doesn't feel like it's good news. So let's examine these two a little deeper. The Hebrews Passover, um, Exodus 12, 37, that night. Now, remember I told you when you touch your neighbor, things, uh, things happen for you, right? Wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. So if your neighbor doesn't touch you, don't be offended. Just reach around them. And I bet you they're going to start touching because they're going to want you. They ain't going to want you to the real. Okay, you ready? You ready? Well, just touch them. Say, say, say within 24 hours. I don't like it. I don't like it. Reach around, touch somebody, say, within 24 hours. Come on, 915, please find you a third person that looks like they got a half a teaspoon of faith and touch them on the shoulder and say, within 24 hours. That night, the people of Israel left Ramesses. And started. Shut your mouth. So sudden fast forward movement often feels like I got to start over. Y'all ain't going to talk. Y'all ain't going to talk. When I finally get my breakthrough, it feels like I got to start over. When I finally get my blessing, it feels like I got to start over. Look at the screen. That night, the people of Israel left Ramses. Say that night. Ramses in Hebrew means this. They were set. They were settled. Their place of strength. You're not paying attention. Where did they have to leave where they were set? Where they had settled. Where they felt like they had strength. And then in their sudden fast forward movement, look at the screen. Then they had to start. I'm here to tell somebody God's put some periods on some things because your new sentence is about to start. The old season of your life is over and the new season of your life is about to I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, it's starting right now. Uh, lay your hands on yourself. Say, let's get it started right now. <laughs> Where did they have to go? Look at the next verse. And they started to go to this place called Sukkoth. You know what this means? Tents. God says, your sudden fast forward movement is going to take you from what makes you feel set what makes you feel settled, where you feel like you got strength, and he's going to start you on a journey where you're intense. You're in between. And for some of y'all, that's where your life is right now. You're not settled. You're not set. It feels like everything around you is temporary, but that means you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Please help somebody say you're in the right place. 
at the right time. Uh-uh, uh-uh. When you say something like that, they have to respond with a praise. Please elbow somebody say you're in the right place at the right time. Sudden, fast, forward, movement. This is a trip because I felt set. I felt settled. I felt like I had strength. And then God says, go get an apartment. I felt settled. I felt strength. I felt set. Then it's time to move. I felt settled. I felt strength. I felt set. Now the people you thought you could depend on, God says, nope, they can't come. What if I told you everybody he dismissed before today, he did it with haste to make sure they didn't make it into your life on today? I don't like your silence. Please open your mouth and say, sudden fast forward movement. So how many people left? 600,000 men plus the women and children. So there's approximately 2 million plus people that are about to leave strength, settled, and set to go from tent to tent to tent to tent. And for some of you, this is where your faith walk comes in. Because for many of you, your faith hasn't been tested in a long time. Because you've been settled. You've had strength. You've been set. So then he says, now let me go put you in a tent. I'm going to let your car break down and see. Watch me. You go. Y'all ain't going to talk? Y'all ain't going to talk? I'm, I'm going to let your job situation change. And then you're going to be in a... Uh, is there anybody in the building online where you got some areas of your life that feel like tense? You, you, I'm going to make you stay with somebody for a little bit. And you ain't even that type of person. He says... He says, they left for tents, 600,000 men, plus all of the women and the children. Say, all the women? All the children. Now, now pay attention. Verse 38. A rabble of non-Israelites went with them with great flocks and herds. Rabble is interesting to me because you think in sudden fast-forward movement that God was going to make sure that the only people around were people who wanted to go. The Bible says that when the Lord sent them out, he left the rabble. Rabble means a mob. It means angry people. It means people who act animalistic. Which means when you look at how they act, you're like, you ain't even acting like a lady. You're acting like a, you're not even acting like a man. Well, watch me. Why did God let them go? So that they had to walk by faith their entire journey. And for some of you, you're like, God, but Bishop, thing, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. God says, I know I left a little rabble in there. That rabble is what's going to make you worship. That rabble is what's going to make you pray. That rabble is what's going to make sure you don't think that you did this yourself. I'm about to ask you to do something crazy, but who can thank God for the rabble that you still got with you? It this is going to make me pray. This is going to make me fast. This is going to make me serve. This is going to make me give. Look at this. We're almost to where we want to go. Say, sudden. Fast, forward, movement. Verse 39, the people were driven out of Egypt in such a hurry that they had no time to prepare the bread or other food. Now, say such a hurry. Now, now I, I've been saying this, and I need you to catch this, because for many of you, you you're still on the fence. You're like, mm, that sounds good, but I ain't never seen that happen, so we're going to see. You don't get to put God on trial. He's already paid the price. Look at somebody say, God is not on trial. Say, your faith is on trial. Say, so let me help your faith out. I speak this into your life. Sudden, fast, forward, movement. It's going to happen in a hurry. And the IRS told you, no, they're about to give you a yes in a hurry. And they were trying to deny you. They're about to approve you in a hurry and you were trying to stay stuck in your previous career while entrepreneurship was calling you and it's about to happen in a in a in a let's go let's go let's go I got a runner let's go that's the Hebrews Passover let's look at Jesus Passover let's conflate these a little bit let's compare these a little bit here's Jesus Passover Luke 22 and 44 and in his anguish shut up it didn't feel good Sudden fast forward moment didn't feel good. It felt like anguish. He prayed more earnestly and his sweat became like drops of blood. Now, you know, you sweating, sweating. 
I was at the gym yesterday and I saw somebody sweating. I said, you sweating, sweating. I said, you have sweat up the whole section of machines. Are you sweating, sweating? You, you ever had something going on in your life to where you could see its effect in other areas? Let me give you an example. You got so much on your mind, you didn't left your keys in the door. Y'all ain't gonna say. You got so much going on that you didn't walked out the house with mismatched socks on and ain't even paid it to come on. Where are the real people at at the night of them? You got so much going on in your mind, you forgot you were cooking until you smell something burning. You're like, God. And in his anguish, look at me, what did that do? It made him pray more earnestly. For some of you, God allows the pressure on you. You ready? Because if you're going to spring forward, I got to put pressure on you. I have to allow you to go through some anguish because the more the anguish, the more the pressure, the greater the spring. But if I don't allow that much pressure, if I don't allow that much anguish, watch me, there's not going to be a great spring. See, for some of you, you're like, God, why so much? Because you're about to do so much more. For every person that's been up under pressure, I'm about to give you a pressure release right here on three. One, two, three, put it out in a shout. And it's not going to kill me. And it's not going to kill me. And it's not going to destroy me. And it's not going to make me lose my mind. Come on, open up your mouth say, The pressure won't kill me. The pressure won't take me out. The pressure is going to make me pray. Let's go. This is his Passover. This is his Passover. We're almost to where we need to go. This is his Passover. Verse 45. He's exhausted from sorrow. So not only is he in anguish, not only is he in pressure. Look at me. He's exhausted. Is there anybody in this building online where you wake up tired sometimes? Where are the honest people at? Oh, you got eight hours, but you woke up just... You've told Siri to reset your clock five times. You have 17 alarms in your phone. 630, 632, 635, 637, 639, 641. I don't know how they do it in the Android, but that's how they do it in the Android. Okay. Is it the same way for Androids? Is it the same? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Is it the same? Okay. I don't, I don't live there. You ready? I believe in sudden fast forward movement. Not delays. Look at me. He's exhausted. I want to talk to those of you where you're so good at making it happen that you haven't even recognized there's some places you are exhausted. What does this mean? I've put out so much. I don't know if there's anything more to put out. Let me tell you how you know you're exhausted. Your kids are hollering and you just close the door. Uh, where the real people at at 915? Your spouse is tripping with you and you don't even feel like arguing back. You're just like. They just hollering. You're like. You ain't got nothing to say? Because this pressure feels like it's stolen my fight. This anguish feels like it's stolen my sight. This pressure feels like it's... You used to love helping people, and now you done dealt with so many trifling people, you exhausted from helping people. So when people say they need something, you're like, call on Jesus, boo. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got nothing for you. Try God. These ninjas tried me, so I ain't... Exhausted from sorrow. Look at verse 47. A crowd led by the man called Judas, one of the 12 who approached Jesus to kiss him. So check this out. He's in anguish. He's exhausted. He's sweating, sweating because it's, it's literally it's a medical condition called hemotidrosis where his capillaries and blood vessels begin to burst so that when he sweats, blood is mixed with the sweat and it hits the ground. Then now here comes this Mark Judas. Mark is an urban colloquialism that means an individual that I do not enjoy. Anybody know some Marks in your life? Watch me. Even if you sit next to the Mark, we, they don't know we're talking about them. So just lift your hands away, baby. Online, put it in the comments. You ready? Now, check this out. He's leading a crowd. 
Now we see Judas' motivation. Judas, you never felt important, so you had to try to get some of my people to make your crowd so you could feel like you were something. But Judas, why they following you? Because you ain't got nothing in the first place. Oh, my God. Have you ever noticed how the people who turn against you will click up and group up and they all together? But when you look at them, you're like, none of y'all have any fruit. None of y'all have any results. None of y'all have nothing. So you got the blind leading the blind, the broke leading the broke. Judas is leading this crowd down. He feel good, too, because he's like, we finna get Jesus. We finna get Jesus. Now, Jesus was the only one that gave him an opportunity, the only one that gave him a moment, the only one that gave him a shot, because Judas, his name means peephole in the door. Iscariot, his surname, means traitor. What's the peephole in the door part? Judas was trying to look in to see what you got, because he wanted to just live off with what you had. I want to talk to the people in the building where some of you had leeches in your life where they wanted to just live off your joy, live off your peace, live off your money. But I need you to prophesy to somebody's elbow say, but you're leech free in this new season. Uh-uh, uh-uh. 9.15, come on, we got to go. I got six minutes. Elbow somebody else say, you're leech free in this season. But then, but then, but then, if Judas is a peephole in the door, that's what his name means in Hebrew, then this means he's a peephole to tell me I'm at a door. Which means whenever a Judas shows up, God's about to open a big door. What's a Judas? One that betrays, one that deceives, one that lies, one that connives. When that causes up mess and controversy and stress and strife. Whenever you see this happening, God says, I'm giving you a new door. Now, for some of y'all, this is going to seem crazy. But for those of us that walk by faith, it's going to make perfect sense. I need you to just do this like you're opening a new door. I, don't do it if you think you're going to stay where you're at. But for the rest of us, where God's about to. And it's going to be sudden, fast, forward, movement. Come on, 915 at home. Can I get you to pop up off your couch? Pop up off the dining room table. Just open the door like it's a new door opening for you. And say sudden, fast, forward, movement. Let's go. Let's go. Here we go. Judas betrays him with a kiss. Why? To get him emotional. He wanted Jesus to focus on his betrayal instead of the blessing of the moment. And there are some people who they will try to emotionally manipulate you. Why would he try to kiss him on the cheek? Because that was a common way for Hebrews to greet one another. That was a common way for Hebrew men to greet one another. He says, I'm trying to get you, Judas, or Jesus, I'm trying to get you in your emotions. I'm trying to get you in your feelings so you break down instead of breakthrough. Have you ever noticed after you have certain conversations, it messes with your emotions so bad that, you, that you, you, it takes the whole day to get, get yourself back together? Watch me. I need you to learn how to take control back from your emotions. Because your emotions were sent to serve you, not for you to serve your emotions. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, take control back. Take control back. Look at verse 53. We're almost where we need to get. Look at verse 53. Verse 53 says this. Come on, 53. Verse 53 literally says this. It says, this hour belongs to you and to the power of darkness. You missed it. He's looking at Judas, and Judas is like, I got you. I got you. Now, check this out. Judas betrays Jesus so that, and lies on Jesus so that Judas never, the truth about him is never discovered. Let me say it another way. You ever had somebody lie on you so you wouldn't tell the truth about them? And watch what Jesus says to Judas. He says, you get this hour, but that's all you get, playboy. Y'all ain't gonna talk. You get this moment. I know you're really feeling yourself like you really did something, like you really blocked something, like you really stopped something, like you really hurt me. He says, you get this one hour, but watch me. In three days, I'll be up. In three days, you'll be dead. I. In three days, I'll resurrect. In three days, your story comes to its conclusion. And for some of y'all, I'm so glad that your trouble only lasts for an hour. That trouble don't last Please touch two people. Say trouble don't last always. What was he saying? Judas, this is not permanent. What was he saying? Judas, this is not going to last. I don't know who needs to hear me. Your trouble, your pressure, your anguish, 
is just about over. Y'all are playing with me, 915. Oh my God. It only lasts for an hour, which means God has already decided when he's going to put a period on him. And what if I told you, I'll know by your praise, that your trouble is just about Come on, 9:15. Can I get you to shake somebody's hand? And say it's just about over. It's, and your name's about to be brought up, and favor's about to find you, and opportunities about to open for you. It's just about over. It's just about over. This ain't gonna be like this always. This ain't gonna last always. It's just about. Let's go further. Now watch this, Matthew 26, 56. He tells Judas, Judas, this is not going to go on forever. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, relax. It won't be this much pressure forever. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Come on, lay your hands on yourself. Say, relax. This trouble won't last forever. But some of you just need to take a deep breath. Because you're like, I don't know how much longer I can do this until it's over. That's how long you're going to do it. I rebuke every ounce of you that wants to punk out, wants to quit, wants to give up, wants to throw in the towel. You're not regular. You ain't regular smeggler. No, you're a history maker. You are a king and a priest. You're the head and not the tail. You're always overcoming, never being overcome. Open your mouth. Say, sudden, fast, forward, movement. So he tells Judas, Judas, this is not going to be like this forever. He says, so have your little moment. Let them have a little celebration. Let the little witch on your job make, make, make you think that she got you. Y'all ain't going to say that too. Let some of them crazy family folks you deal with think they got you. Because when they think they got you, God is like, where did they get a load of me? He tells Judas, this isn't going to last our ways. And I wish I could tell you that things immediately changed, but I can't. Because then Matthew 26, 56 says what happens next. This is all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets at that point. So the moment Jesus declares all of this had to happen so that what was spoken about me, what was promised, what was prophesied would happen. Say this all happened to fulfill his promise and his prophecies over my life. Watch me. I, I wish I could tell you that immediately that thing changed. Ooh, but the hour lasted a little longer. It was hours and hours and hours. And he didn't have no shrimp or lobster towels because he's a Hebrew. Listen. At that point, all the disciples deserted him and fled. You're missing it, Naivete. At that point, once he finally declared, this has to happen, then everybody deserts him. And let, me, let me see if I can help you understand what desertment means. They were with him in the garden. And the moment he says, all of this has to happen so that what was prophesied and promised about me and over me, that it would manifest. This is in Judas, this is only going to last an hour. Jesus turns around. And when he turns around to see who's still with him, he... Peter, you did all that right there. doing all this patting on your head and on a moment it's difficult they desert you look at me look at me sometimes the only way to get you where you need to go in sudden fast forward movement is to cut the baggage <laughs> because for some of you you can't get checked in at the airport because you got 45 people in your party trying to go with you and this trip requires, watch me, you can't even take luggage, watch me. You're going to have to get on with a carry-on and you're going to have to go buy your... Are you catching the principle? And I wish I could tell you, 915, that immediately afterwards, the story just... Whoop, 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 whoop. But the hour lasts a little longer. What do you do when you get excited in the middle of your hour to only have the hour last longer? What are you doing in the, in the middle of this? You're like, it's, it's been a change right away. But then God is like, but there's a couple of more things. So look at the next verse. Next verse says this. 
Next verse says this. Next verse says this. Next verse says, look at me. Say the bloodbath begins. Say it again. Say the bloodbath begins. Hebrews 9, 12. With his own blood, he secured our redemption forever. So after he's deserted, now they crucify him. They whip his back. But with his stripes, they pierce his hands so that everything we touch, it would prosper. They pierce his feet so that every place the soles of our foot would tread, it would belong to us. They put a crown of thorns on his head so that, watch me, the blood runs down on his senses so that he buys us the ability to walk by faith and not by sight. Because every place he said his blood, he was purchasing something. Please open your mouth, 915, say, Jesus bought something for me. Say, he purchased what he preached. So what is the gospel? What is all of this about? The gospel is good news. He had to go buy some good news for you. You and I are going to have to go through some things to purchase some good news. Good news is relative to wherever you are experiencing bad news. And this is the gospel. See, what's good news to somebody that's hungry? You don't have to be hungry anymore. What's good news to somebody that's broke? You don't have to be broke no more. What's good news to somebody that's hurting? You don't have to hurt anymore. What's good news to somebody under pressure that the pressure won't always be there? Somebody say, this is the gospel. So look at Luke 4.18. And when you look at Luke 4.18, this is Jesus preaching. This is his first message. And he says, this is what I came to buy for y'all. Somebody say, he has receipts. And for some of you all, please listen to me carefully. Everything you've been saying and haven't seen, you're about to have the receipts for. I'm not just talking about material things. I'm talking about you've been saying you're a curse breaker. You're about to have some receipts to show. What does that mean? I'm about to have some proof. I need to hear the praise of those that know you're about to have some receipts in your He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Say, good news. news. Preach it first to the who? To the poor. What's the good news to the poor? You don't have to be poor anymore. I rebuke lack in your life. I rebuke stress over finances in your life. And not just poor financially. Watch me. I rebuke poor in your emotions. Poor in your soul. You don't have to be in anxiety and live in depression. You don't have to live in that place where you got to have a substance just so you can get through the day. I rebuke you being poor in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Lift your hands in the building and online. Say, I will not be poor in any way. Another day of my life. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. What, what, is this, what does this mean? You've gone through some things that have broken your heart. What, what, is there anybody in the building or you've ever gone through some brokenhearted moments online? Wait, wait, wait. And most of us immediately think about romantic relationships when you think of a broken heart. But, but heart means your mind. You ever gone through anything that broke you down? You ever gone through anything that ever broke you down? To where you're looking at it like, I don't know how I'm going to make it out of but Jesus went to get you some receipts I said but Jesus went to go get you some receipts I don't care what you feel like broke you I prophesy your breakdown is about to be a breakthrough I prophesy what broke you is about to bend, end up building you. If you've ever had a broken heart, stand on your feet, open your mouth and give God glory that he's about to heal your broken Come on, touch somebody close to you. Say, he's about to heal your broken heart. Say, he's about to heal your broken heart. Everybody on your feet in the building and online. Everybody on your feet in the building and online. Everybody on your feet in the building and online. And recovery, uh, excuse me, and liberty to the captives. Say, liberty. What does this mean? I don't have to be stuck. I don't have to be bound. I don't have to be locked up. I don't have to be stuck in in a negative situation. You don't have to be stuck. Say, I have liberty. liberty. How many of you right now, you feel stuck or stagnant in any area of your life? Just wave at me. Online, wave at me. I prophesy to you that you would have receipts by the end of this quarter that wherever you felt stuck, wherever you felt stagnant, 
stagnation and stuck are about to shift into sudden, fast, forward movement. Stagnation and stuck before this quarter ends are about to become sudden, fast, forward movement. Say it, 915. Sudden. Say it again. You type it online in the building. You say it one more time. Recovery of sight to the blind. Recovery of sight means I could see something happened that messed with my sight. Some of you don't see yourselves the way that you really are. You see yourselves as what your ex said you were. Some of you don't see yourselves as you really are. You see yourself through the lenses of your failures. You don't see yourself as you really are. You see yourself through the lenses of every negative thing that people have ever spoken and declared about you. But can I just get you to do something? I, come on, please follow my instructions. Can I just get you to lay your hands over your eyes? Ain't nobody going to do that to you. Just lay your hands over your eyes real fast. Just say, and I'll see clearly from this moment forward. I'll see myself clearly. I'll see people clearly. I'll see God clearly. Effective? Immediately. Sudden? Fast. Forward movement. Last part here. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. What is oppression? When something literally is on you to the point where you feel like you'll never, ever get up. Now I want you to pay attention to what he's on. He's on a springboard. Uh-uh, you're being oppressed. I mean, you ain't standing up. You're trying to have a stand-up oppression. What kind of oppression is that? <laughs> Watch me. Watch me. I want you to pay attention to what God, look at me. God is so strategic with you that while you kept saying you were under pressure, you didn't even pay attention to what he put, you, what he put under you. Because what did he put you on? A spring. Which means the more pressure you put on me, when I bounce back, my bounce back is going... 915, can I just get you to open up your mouth and say, I'm in my bounce back in every area of my life. And this is the gospel. And this is the gospel. And this is the gospel. Elbow somebody say, this is the gospel. You're in your bounce back. So let me give you this. Let me give you this. Stand with me. We got to go. Let me give you this. And we're out of here. Because I know y'all got to go get to your brunch reservations. And them 1115ers that already ate, they got to come in here. You ready? Look at me. When Jesus resurrected 2,000 years ago, you think that it was just him that got up. Because you, you've heard the traditional story. And they ran and Mary and his mother and Mary Magdalene, they run and they see him. And, and let me just help the ladies out. It was a, women to see him first. And sometimes women will be more spiritual than men. Sometimes women will be more sensitive to spiritual things than men. Y'all not saying that to me right there. So for every woman that thinks you're disqualified because you're a woman, the devil is a liar. And his crazy family is too. I need to hear the ladies that say, wait a minute, don't you cut me short. Don't you cut me out. And I need the fellas that ain't trying to keep women down, but want to lift them up and see them be everything God wants them to be. Can I hear a sound of celebration in the room? Look at me. Look at this. Say, on this day. Say it again. Say, on this day. Matthew 27. When Jesus resurrected, look at what the Bible says. And the tombs open. And the bodies of many godly men and women who had died. I like the Bible. Look at this. The Bible's so hood. Who had died? Who had died? You don't need the had. All you have to do is say who died. But the Bible got a teaspoon of hood in it. They had died. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. Say, look at verse 53. They left the cemetery. Let me tell you what's going to happen for some of you today. Every cemetery in your life Your dead vision's about to come back to life. Your dead hopes, your dead dreams, what you thought you'd never be and you never do because you messed up and because you made a mistake. Say, this is the gospel. 
Say it again. Say, this is the gospel. Please, the verse, it says this. The verse says, it says, they left the cemetery after Jesus resurrected. So, so check this out. Okay, I need y'all one more time. I need y'all one more time. I need y'all one more time. Come on. I need y'all one more time. Okay, be in the cemetery. Be in the cemetery. Can y'all move quickly to the cemetery? All right, thank you. Thank you. Now, because look at me. Look at me. This represents what you said you were going to do next year. Uh-uh. You're going to do that this quarter. I'm 15. I ain't playing with y'all. So 2,000 years ago, I need you to say that like you, like you a preacher say, 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. On this day, when Jesus got up and he resurrected, here's the gospel. Other people started getting up. Because this gospel is so good that if you get close to it, it's going to get on you. Would you touch somebody next to you, please, and say, I prophesy resurrection to your life. Resurrection to your finances. Resurrection to your family. Resurrection to your mind. Resurrection to your body. Resurrection. Resurrection. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Lift your hands. Open your mouth. Shout resurrection. This is the gospel. We got to go. But you cannot have resurrection if you don't know the resurrector. In this building and online, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, this is your moment. Mr. Foreman, I've made mistakes. Great. I just told you the gospel. The good news is the bad news is wrong. And wherever you need good news, that's what the gospel comes to bring you. For some of you, listen to me, your, your last season of needing assistance was last quarter. Ready? Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him in this building online, this is your moment to come back. And thirdly, if you like Bishop, I don't know where, I don't, I don't even know. Today's your day to be sure. I don't need your relationship status with Jesus to be as complicated like this is a Facebook update. I need you to know. I need you to know that if you were to close your eyes for the last time while you at Cracker Barrel, getting your biscuits. If you're going to go, go with a biscuit. Listen, I'm just saying. I need you to know that if you were to go and close your eyes for the last time on this side, then when you open them, you'd be with the Lord. Bishop, I don't know that I believe all of that. That's funny, though. You believe the blessing part. You believe that he is. What if you're wrong, Bishop? What if Christianity is wrong? Worst thing is you were faithful. You served. You used your life to change the lives of other people. But what if it's all true? Then you have eternity to lose. I don't know what you, I ain't playing with that. I don't even like waiting in lines long. So ain't no way I'm going to go through this whole life to get to the end of it. To discover that I let doubt and unbelief keep me from a God that never doubted me that never didn't believe in me with your heads bowed and eyes closed in this building and online you need to become a Christian recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure he loves you he's not mad for those of you who think God is mad no he's not he did all of that so that you could have life this is the gospel this is the gospel the good news is the bad news is wrong you need to become a Christian recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure on three slip your hand up for those of you that are already Christians, I need you to take this moment to pray. Because in this building and online, there's going to be a harvest of souls, harvest of decisions. One, God's coming to get you. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Two, I pray that when I count to three, if you, you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure. Online, do the hand wave emote. Just say it's me in this building. Throw that hand up. One, two, three. If that's you, wherever you're at, throw that hand up. Throw that hand up. Throw that hand up. No guilt. No condemnation, no shame. Online, do the hand of emoji that says to me, everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. 
If I fall, give me the grace to get back up again. This is the gospel. And I believe great things are ahead for me. Sudden, fast, forward, movement in my life. In Jesus' name. You just prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted just or recommitted yourself. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.